What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another live episode of the Dogs Podcast. Josh All with Kenny Mack at the table, and we're sitting here looking like a couple of fat cats, all nice and dressed up, looking sharp. I mean, we clean up pretty nice, I think, right? Yeah, I did my hair for everybody today. Yeah. And- yeah, this is great. I wash my clothes. It's awesome. The amount of gel and mousse and all product that you got going yeah. on in that, that shiny hair of yours. Yeah, shiny scalp, we'll say. Let's. Uh, so the reason we're all dressed up, we are actually going to the Gold Jacket dinner tonight for the Hall of Fame enshrinees. We're going to watch Joe Thomas get his, get his Gold Jacket tonight. It's going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be very awesome. We're, we're really excited about it. So Yeah, big shout out to the Browns for saving some tables for some Browns backers. So if you're not part of the Browns backing crew, get on it because there's always some kind of benefit with, I guess, the only fan base that's backed by the actual franchise. Right, which is, which is pretty cool. I mean, the perks that you have access to being, you know, president of a Browns backers club is just... Yeah. I don't think people really understand what all you have access to. No, they, they take care of you. I mean, they want you to invest back into the community, right? So a lot of, uh, lot of uh, autographed merchandise. So us as presidents, we don't keep it. We raffle it off, and then we raise money for our different funds. Like for me, the Ottawa Food Bank would be a big one. And then there's all the events. As a president, once a year, I get to bring one of my Browns backers to Cleveland. This year, we get to meet Joe Thomas in two weeks, which is fantastic. Probably get to see enough of them this week, but there can never be too much, right? Right. So we are going to be live with you guys here for the next 45 minutes or so, and then we got to wrap it up and get up to Canton for our dinner with the Enshrinees, which is awesome. But we want to talk about the Hall of Fame game last night, the you know, DF is in the chat here. He says, happy victory Monday. Derek, you're yeah, absolutely right, right on, man. man. Feels good. Feels good. A win feels good no matter when you get it. Doesn't matter first preseason game or uh, end of the year when it doesn't really count, even if it, it does count. Uh, just feels really good. You could tell people were happy, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like even since we're the Browns and it does seem to be, you know, Cleveland against the world and all that yep. kind of stuff. The, the win in the Hall of Fame game just erased any possibility or any chance anybody was going to have in the media of just bashing us even more. Yeah. Even though, like you said, the Hall of Fame game, the result doesn't really matter. But Yeah, exactly. I, I was a little shocked, though. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of ESPN this morning when I was getting ready to get out here. Uh, I found they, it was a little bit too much about Aaron Rodgers. He didn't play. And it was just, they're just gushing over the one play that he helped Zach uh, Wilson with, you know, that big uh, 57 yard bomb, you know, and he's such a great mentor. And I'm like, why are they buttering this guy up so much? Like, does he really care? But he seems to be on the uh, high end of, of the uh, media right now. So good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I guess before we dive too much further into this, if you guys are out here watching, watching live in the chat, can you let us know? Can you hear us? Because I ran into a little bit of uh, equipment issues as I was setting up here today. We, we kind of did this in a rush just with everything going on and um, forgot one of my adapters that I needed. So kind of did this in a backwards roundabout well, be, be sort fair, of way. I, I was doing my hair and that's what put us back. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like check it on my phone and, and I'm not getting anything. So let me just see. Uh, yeah, well, if we're if we're recording, then I'm gonna just shout out to a couple people. Went down to uh, Brewdog in uh, Cleveland. Okay. Got it. Yeah, we got it. Devin Harris, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate the feedback. He says he can hear. If you can hear, then everybody else can hear as long as they're all or volumes on. Right on. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so let's um, let's dive into everything from last night. But before that, just make sure you know you guys follow us on socials, Twitter, which X, whatever you want to call it now. Facebook, yeah, Instagram, TikTok, all the good stuff, threads. I mean, yeah. we're everywhere. We're making posts. We're, we're just trying to interact with you guys in every place that you are, any way that we can. Yep. And join the dog pack or join the dogs. Sorry, join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member in our Patreon group. 
we've gotten a bunch of people signed up here in the last couple of weeks wanting to play fantasy football. So we're, we've got three leagues filled up right now. We did four leagues last year. Uh, I'm not saying that it's limited to four leagues, but again, we don't want to just have like one or two over the threshold and then say, well, we don't, we can't really make a fifth league with just two people. We'll make it work. If you guys sign up for Patreon and you want to play fantasy, you're in, you will play fantasy with us. We'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. We'll do the logistics. No big deal, but don't wait because no, the deadline's going to be coming up. We haven't set one yet. It just, you know, August just started, but we are going to have to set a deadline soon. You're going to need to get in there, get signed up. Fantasy is going to, the drafts are going to be this month. Oh, so man. you know what else? 7,000 K man, 7,000. Yeah. 7,000 yeah, 7, subscribers on YouTube. You guys rock. Yeah, like, this man, has been way to go. Yeah. The, the journey to 7,000 from, you know, we were, we were pumped when we hit 10. We're like, we got 10 subscribers. Yeah. This no, is awesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, we just, we couldn't do the show without, without all you guys, with all, all the support people like Kenny. I mean, yeah. Kenny started out. We, how did we even first get connected? Do you remember? We, yeah. So it was just uh, interacting uh, with the show. No, it was Blake. He just goes, yo, bro, can I throw some uh, content on your uh, uh, group, Facebook group. That's right? right. And he was the only podcast that actually reached out to me. I was relatively new. I think I started what doing it 2018. And then I'm like, well, these guys actually reached out to me. I'm going to give them a shot. And I'm looking at it. And you guys always start off, drop a comment. And if you want, leave a voicemail. I'm like, oh, leave a voicemail. These guys <laughs> want to hear what I say. This is fantastic, right? Yeah. And I uh, just went in, did my first one. I'm like, oh, I got hooked. I just kept doing it and doing it and do it. Then finally, we started talking, met up with Justin at a couple games and whatnot. And uh, then I started doing podcast so yeah it's great i love it man yeah it's i mean awesome. you've been doing the throwback thursdays here for like the last what five weeks or so yeah. they've been awesome if you guys haven't seen kenny's joe thomas throwback thursday that just came out yesterday check it out it's awesome especially watching all of joe thomas's you know enshrinement induction ceremony all this yeah. stuff this weekend check it out check yeah. out the career of like one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. And like, he'll make time for you. I have yet to meet him, but he's kind of like Bernie Kosar. People love Bernie because, you know, number one, he did a hell of a job winning. Number two, he makes time for you. Mm -hmm. I've met him. He's an awesome, awesome dude. And I hear the same thing about Joe Thomas. Yeah. Joe, by all accounts, just a great guy. So yeah. we're hoping maybe we get a chance to meet him this weekend. If you guys, if anyone's going to be at the Hall of Fame events tomorrow, if you're going to be at the parade, the enshrinement, any of that stuff, uh, training camp yep. Sunday afternoon, yep. Kenny and I will be there. Yep. If you see us at any of these events, stop us. Say hi. Say what's up. Yeah. Uh, we want to meet you. I don't ever feel like you're going to impose on us. No, man. By I saying met, hi. I met Dustin Maxwell yesterday there with his yep. beautiful wife. We had a great conversation for a full quarter. That dude was awesome, man. He's loves the Browns. Uh, plays D and D. Works out, man. Just gets <laughs> after it. So uh, had a blast with that guy. Awesome. All right. So we're going to dive into our recap from the game last night. If you guys have thoughts and comments, drop them in the chat. We'll read them. We'll address them. Before we do one last housekeeping thing. Browns fans in Ohio, we have an unbeatable NFL preseason offer for you from Caesars Sportsbook. New customers get their first bet insured up to $1,250 by using our code DOGSFULL while signing up. Not only will you your first bet be completely insured, but you're also directly supporting our podcast. So if you haven't already joined the Caesars Sportsbook community, now's the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code DOGSFULL during sign up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. And I even won a little bit of money last night on Sportsbook. Uh, oh, good for you, man. I put a little money on the uh, the Jets leading at halftime, but the Browns winning the game. Oh, nice. And it worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, even last week, I, and if you watch the Joe Thomas, I said – uh, DTR was going to be the next preseason superstar. Now, this is what I did say did not happen, but I got one of the two right. right. So he was going to run one in, and he's going to pass one. Just okay. pass one. But I thought the way he was running, I thought for Ooh. sure I was going to come in this, go, guess what, boys and girls? Guess what I said? I know. <laughs> I <wasn't> I, there. <laughs> hey, uh, Brown Tiger, appreciate you being with us, man. Thank you for the voicemail. It was awesome. I have it loaded, ready to go. But if you missed the first part of the episode here, yeah. I left my one Adap I got everything I need here in the studio. Yeah. I needed one adapter, and it's on my desk at home, and I can't play your voicemail today. So appreciate you. Love the voicemail, and we'll play it on the next episode. We'll be doing one early next week. So don't worry. We'll get you. Yeah, I hope my boy Dustin gets on this too. A couple other people met at BrewDog. I think they subscribe. Uh, Casey and Colleen, if you're watching, man, shout out to you guys. Thanks nice. for taking care of me. And then the crew at uh, uh, Fatheads in uh, 
Canton. Yeah. Took care of it's me good too. Good place. It's yeah. a good place. Okay, so that's enough. We we've, we've babbled enough here. Let's talk about some football. We actually finally had NFL football to talk about, and it wasn't just any NFL football. We had the Browns. Yeah. Hall of Fame game last night, eight o'clock kickoff. Browns and Jets, and let's just start where the game started, that first drive. I mean, for me, looking as that first drive went along and the way it ended, I felt like I was stuck back in 2022 all over again. Yeah. Here the Browns come down the field, kind of dinking and dunking, you know, working their way through. You know, everybody's fresh at the beginning of the game, so it's a little slower roll, but we're moving down the field. We getting into, you know, scoring range, field goal range, take a sack on third down, but you know, we're still in field goal range. Yeah. Okay. York comes out. I was like, cool. All right. We're going to put four first points on the board. First drive. You know, we go down, score. Great. Cade York misses the field goal. Yeah. Super frustrating. Everyone was dropping, you know, the fire truck. You, you take out the choice uh, letters and that. And, uh, basically you like, it's like you said, they are great on first drives. They can get the ball down the field, whether yep. they score or not. If it's a field goal, it's almost less likely that we're going to score at that point, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the one thing that you did said, and Kellen Mon, he was notorious for this all game. I don't think he trusts his arm nope. or his eyes because he does not push the ball down the field, and we'll get into DTR. But he dinked and dunked, and if he didn't have a running back because they don't get paid anymore, uh, <laughs> he's going to be in some serious trouble. You know, unless these coaches agreed to work their linebackers, which is the only other possible thing I could think of, right? Yeah, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna mix and match and spew just you know take you know feedback from the game all over the place here. DTR, you mentioned, we'll get to him in more depth, but when you compare the two quarterbacks who played last night, one actually showed that he can he can read an NFL defense, he can go out there and he can lead an offense down the field and make plays, yeah, make something happen. He's a playmaker. Yeah. Kellen Mond, practice squad at best for his yeah. career that- and let's let's be re- realistic like aside from the past pass that um zach wilson had it none of the quarterbacks really did anything other than to the running backs true he's the only one that pushed it down the field yeah right? so the, the other thing i personally liked in the game was the defensive line and the linebackers the it, it, now you can correct me if i'm wrong for where i was seeing I thought the first tackle got the guys down or at least got to a point where other guys were going to swarm. Yeah. And they didn't move too far ahead. There was no rack, right, for the right. other team. And if you look at the stats, if you look at the stats online, I think we're, it's almost like two to one we outgained them in the running game. Uh, yeah, actually, I can pull that up here real quick. So I do know that, let's see, rushing, they had, I, we held them to 53 yards rushing. I mean, like I said, we're going to be bouncing all over the place, but the defense... What what a bright spot. And yes, before we go any further, let's just address this up front. We know this was the Hall of Fame game. Yes. We understand these were all backups, third and fourth and fifth stringers. A lot of these guys aren't going to be in the NFL or make teams. They're going to be practice squad guys, blah, blah, blah. I'll go, I'll go further on that point because, I mean, all we wanted to see is basic matchups and them winning those basic matchups, yeah. right? And that's what was accomplished. The, the defense basically, uh, we said this before too, the trickle down from... Um, uh, the D coordinator Schwartz. Yes. It's all the way to the bottom. That, yes. And you can see it. You can see it in the fourth, fifth stringers. Like it, that's great. Cause there was no buy-in last year. No, you know, no. the only one thing I would have liked to see a little bit more, a couple sacks, a couple sacks would have been nice, but at, you know, you got to give it to them. These are the backups. None of these guys are necessarily the pass rushing specialists, you know? Yeah. So I, I get it. I mean, miles Garrett goes entire games without a sack. I mean, it happens. Yep. So I get it. It's okay. A sack or two would have been nice to see, but what I, for me, it's the 53 yards rushing for the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. That's 23 awesome. carries by the jets, only 53 yards, only 2.3 a carry. Our, our rush defense, like you said, if Jim Schwartz is able to get guys who aren't even going to make this roster, you know, get them up and ready to go out there in the hall of fame game yeah. and play that sort of defense and stuff the run like that. Imagine what he's going to be able to get Miles Garrett and, yep. you know, Dalvin Tomlinson and Zadarius Smith and those guys to do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I said two to one, it's four to one, basically, almost. It was basically uh, 53 to 172. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I had that. Up. Yeah. We had one. Would you say we had 172? Yeah. Yep. Incredible. And I guess if we're going to be talking about the rushing attack, um, we'll, we'll come back to that first. We'll come back to Cade York. We'll talk about that. We'll come back to Kellen Mond. But, 
the Jets running backs couldn't do jack against us. Our running backs, on the other hand, unbelievable what they were able to do. John Kelly, 10 carries, 42 yards. And then you've got, and and John Kelly looked like, I'm no longer worried about depth at running back behind Chubb and Ford. Because if we need John Kelly to come in for a game or two because of an injury or whatever, I feel pretty good about it. I know he was going against, again, third, fourth stringers or whatever, but he still went against the guys that they opted to start in the Hall of Fame game behind the guys that we opted to start on offensive line. And he still averaged, was that 4.2 a carry? Yeah. Demetric Felton, 7 for 46, 6.6 Six. 6 yards a carry. Yeah. And uh, Hassan Hall, yeah. 5 for 34, 6.8 yards a carry? Yeah. And, oh, and man. And had 6, right? It's yeah. Per, per carry. Like, that was that was some unreal running. Uh, I wasn't surprised by Demetric. The few times that he has touched the ball, he flashes. Yes. But the, the point with him is, He's flashing against these fourth and fifths, like we said. Does he have the speed or the power to get past the first and second? Some of these guys, I think, yes. Some of these guys, I think, no. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to go over the most disappointing thing in the game? <laughs> sure. I mean, if you've got one that's the most, yeah, yeah. let's hear it. it other than this field goal, it with Anthony Swartz, man. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. We literally, like, everybody just goes, oh, go figure. And the, the thing is, I feel so bad for this guy because it's to the point where they're almost like, they're putting him out there when they're doing him like a, an injustice putting him out there. He can't hold on to the ball. No. And a lot of people are talking about psyche and he's, he's down or I don't even know depression. What a, I, I'm not a, a therapist. However, this cannot be helping. Right, right. and I understand that these guys are human. There's the, the, the human Absolutely. element to any sport. I mean, the mental, what can you overcome, your confidence, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, not everybody can do it. it yeah. Not everybody's cut out for no. professional athletics. They're just yeah. not. And, you know, Anthony Schwartz is one of those guys. We've talked about him all offseason about being, you know, at the edge of the roster. He might not make this team. We signed Marquise Goodwin. Probably not going to make this team. So they roll him out there last night. And I even wrote about this in my article for Dog Pound Daily today. Anthony Schwartz, big time stock down. Mm-hmm. The dude was dealing with a hamstring injury at the start of last week when camp right. opened up. He was on the NFI list to start and everything else. A week later is the Hall of Fame game, and the Browns are like, nah, you're going to play. Yeah. Well, you're going in there because they need to see if he's got what they need. And the first touch, end around, jet sweep, he gains seven yards, going to the ground, gets the ball punched out, fumbles, turnover to the yeah. Jets. The only thing I was hoping, at, based on where I was sitting, I was hoping, please be down by the ground. Please, please be down. That's what I was thinking, too. And then on the replay, it's like his it was knee obvious. was pretty close, yeah. but the ball was moving. Right. They punched it out. It was, okay. yep. Uh, okay. it, it didn't take long for them to review that one. Yeah. Well, you know what? Come up to the CFL, <laughs> Anthony. Yeah. Come and play for my Red Blacks, and then maybe we, we can come back to the Browns or the NFL, but it ain't working here. Yeah, I, and I don't know if we mentioned at the top of the show, but Kenny was actually at the Hall of Fame game last night. Yeah. So... You know, we, we got different perspectives. I was watching on TV with the broadcast, and Kenny was watching live. So, I think that, I think overall people were super disappointed. And in, in, if you paid attention to the Browns in the last week or at the Greenbrier, like the camaraderie and the crisp, crispness of those practices, we expected more instead of seeing two turnovers from Kellen Mond. But it, ultimately for me, he just kind of showed me what he is. A guy that we previously mentioned that doesn't really believe in what he's seeing or his arm, and he doesn't put it out there. And then do you want to get into DTR now? Yeah, let me just piggyback on Mond real quick. Yeah. And, and you said this, so I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse, but he just he didn't look like he was confident in any way leading nope. the offense. It, he looked unsure of you know the defense, what they were doing. He looked unsure of our offense. He looked unsure of himself. He just... He just did not show poise or and pocket no, presence, anything. No wiggle. Like, he, he nope. couldn't step out of the, the pass. Like, there's a couple times where DTR just went up and he didn't get sacked, right? Yes. That, so he's just moving up, moving to the side, just evading that pass rush. Navigate the pocket. He, he could not. He can't navigate the po- pocket perfect uh, expression, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and, the, and I, I understand that, you know, it, it's a different string, different level of players, blah, blah, blah. DTR came in the second half, and it was a night and day difference. I mean, as soon as, as soon as he went out there for the first drive, watching the game at home, I don't know about what it was like live, but immediately I was like, pretty sure we're going to win this game. Yeah. Just, it just felt like his confidence, it looked like he came out, he commanded the offense, he knew where guys were going to be, he yeah. knew what he was doing, he could read the defense. And the thing about DTR versus Mond is this is Mond's third season yes. in the NFL. 
DTR has never, ever faced an NFL defense before in his life. Yep. So last night was the absolute top best defense he's ever faced. Because in college, you're playing a bunch of guys. Some might go on to the NFL, but most of them won't. No. Last night, every single player he faced has made it to the NFL. Yep. So it was the best defense he's ever played, and he just showed out. And you know the way I put it? It's real simple, guys. He was the best athlete on the field, by far. Yes. You, you noticed it just with the way he evaded the pass rush. You noticed it the way that he had the confidence to fire that ball down the field. That, that uh, sc- not screen, um, slant read was amazing. That, that ball was out in front of the guy. He, had, he couldn't do anything but get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. You know, the other guy fell down. It was a perfect read. Like, it was, it was great. And a lot of his passes were like that. I stepped out, though, for the uh, – was the, did Tillman get a big one from him, too? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I missed what that one was. But, like, he was pushing the ball down. That's what, and that's what we've been seeing in training camp. Because I don't know if you guys think this, but between last year, and it was Jacoby Brissett, this is the most amount – of downfield passes that I've seen that are crisp and good. And I'm, I'm pumped to see what that this offense can do with Deshaun Watson. Cause his balls are way prettier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good one to come back in on. If you guys saw me step away there for a second, um, this is the perks of doing things live. You got to do it on the fly. Rick Adkins. Thank you. Number one for your pledge. We really appreciate it. Um, Woo, donation Rick, to the yeah, show. Baby. He also, uh, he said, by the way, you guys could use some volume on the mic. So that's what I went to do was crank that up a little bit. Um, But he also said, Dewan Jones, Cedric Tillman, and DTR all get a passing grade on the offense. And we're talking about DTR. Tillman, um, Blake uh, sent a couple notes in for the show today. And and actually, Dewan Jones and Cedric Tillman were his notes. He said, Dewan Jones is massive. And he looked good out there. And Tillman is a lot bigger than what we realize. I mean, we knew he's a big body receiver, but yeah, man, that kid's got some. My my girlfriend texted me during the game. She's like, "Is that guy that big? Because he, he just seems so such a monster compared to everybody else." I go, "Yeah, Dewan Jones. Yeah, he's same a big thing." Dude. I was watching the game. My girlfriend was next to me on the couch, yeah. and and she would you know she wasn't paying as much attention. I said, "Look at that guy. That's one of our guys from Ohio State. She's a Buckeye fan like me. Yeah. That's where we went." And, and she's like, okay. And then it kind of panned out, and you saw him next to our other lineman. She's like, holy crap. I said, yeah, yeah he's he stands out kid. live too, man. He's, he's unreal. <laughs> so uh, it was good to see Dewan Jones get on the field last night and look good. You know, you did, I saw who, who in the comment here said something. Uh, Larry said Hudson was shaky. Yeah, Hudson, I believe Hudson was the culprit for that sack on the first drive that led to the, you know, the 49-yard field goal that we missed. That um, whole third unit, uh, we'll call it the, the starting <laughs> the starting of this the Hall of Fame game unit, uh-huh. they were all a little shaky, other than like John Kelly, like we mentioned. And um, uh, who who was the receiver? 81? I th- think he had an okay game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, the, the whole thing was shaky. The kid that we signed um, to, to cover for Goodwin, um, Austin Watkins, caught the touchdown pass from DTR last night. Oh, Sammy Watkins' first cousin. Is it really? Yeah, they no said kidding. that on the radio on the okay. way here. Yeah. Okay, that's so there's cool. a relation. Well, that's cool to know. Uh, he he didn't look bad. Um, yeah, he looked pretty I, good. I was impressed with the way he played. Fatal Gnome, uh, thank you for your pledge. Appreciate it. And Kenny, he says, that's, when you said Deshaun's got much prettier balls, you said that sounds like a Manscaped ad right there. <laughs> <laughs> no longer a sponsor, so, but whatever. Yeah. That is pretty funny. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I didn't even know I was saying that. That's good. I heard it and it was right when I sat back down, but I kind of let it go. But <laughs> that's hilarious. So I'm just going to kind of go through my notes here. We talked about, um, you know, Cade York missed that 49, 49 yard field goal first drive of the game. And it was the only field goal attempt that we had. So he didn't have a chance to redeem himself. But again, staying consistent with his rookie season, he made all three of his extra points. I mean, he was, I believe, 35 of 37 last year from, for his extra points. Only missed two all year. But I believe he was 24 of 32 on field goals. So he missed eight of them. Well, Not good. I'll spin the bright side on it. Miss them all now. Don't miss them in the preseason. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where do we bring in another kicker now? Because we, we don't have one. We have no other kicker whatsoever on the roster in camp or anything. 
I'd say, I would say. Or do we just roll? Just roll. Well, I think Washington, if he misses one more, you're bringing another kicker for okay, sure. Okay, so he, you kind of give him a pass last night, say, yeah. all right, that was the first one, but now it's on thin ice. Is that kind of the yeah. leash is short? The leash will be a lot shorter. If he misses any more on the preseason, like he can't, you can't have any pressure. And 49's, got, you got to have those these days. Yeah, no, you, you, know? you absolutely do. Especially, and it was funny because on the broadcast, you wouldn't know this because you were there, but on the broadcast, uh, they Collinsworth had just gotten done telling everybody at home how strong of a leg that, that Kate York got one of the strongest legs in the NFL. He comes out for the 49 yarder and just misses it. And yeah. it's like, dang, man. Not, he might be strong, but it ain't accurate. That's for sure. No, not at all. He's really got to work on that. Um, one thing that I, I saw last night, especially in the first half, I think, I mean, it, trans, it, it went over into the second half too, but a lot of passes to the running backs, a lot of screens to so running backs, many. a lot of tight end screens. So for me, that I'm looking ahead at the season thinking, okay, I think that Nick Chubb's going to be getting a lot of screen passes. Yeah. I think we are going to see him worked into the passing game. And I think David Njoku is going to be a tight end screen machine this year. What about Harrison Bryant? What do you think is going to happen with that? I'm not, I don't really have a, any good feelers on Harrison Bryant. He obviously didn't dress last night. Right. I think you know there was some speculation that maybe he's not going to make this team this year. But with the you know, shallow tight end depth that we have, I think he's a lock. I do too. And I think, you know, you hear a lot about defensive tackle and where I'm going with this is it takes a lot to develop them. Mm -hmm. I think tight end is up there or a little bit below. Right. So they're going to, he's going to get every chance that he he's going to get. Right. The other thing I think with him is he is a good pass catcher. And unfortunately between Baker and just no, uh, what do you want to say? Rhythm with Jacoby. He just really hasn't got a fair shake maybe. So we'll see what he can do. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, we've talked about a lot. Jacoby was more of, you know, he was very efficient as a first read quarterback, getting the ball out quick, getting it to his first read and yep. all that stuff. And just like with David Bell, Harrison Bryant was never going to be the first read. That's right. So I think there's still room for development. He was obviously an excellent uh, tight end in college. And this is, you know, he's still young. Yep. And it does take a while for those guys to develop. Um, what do you think of David Bell and his performance? I still think he's not getting separation on because it, they're not getting him down the field. It's I feel, and you guys can correct me, get in the comments right now. I feel he's just doing like button hooks and that's it. <laughs> or just like kind of going five and I'm going to find the hole in this zone if they're playing zone. Then man, like let's get this guy with his big body on some slants or something. Yeah. You know? it. You know, David Bell, we talked a lot about him too. Looking at the receiving last night, it's just, it's really hard to, I mean, he had two targets. He caught both of them just six yards. I mean, nothing special. But, yeah. I mean, none of our receivers really did anything except for, you know, Watkins had had two receptions of 35 yards. He had the touchdown. Tillman yep. had two for 35. And other than that, I mean, what our, our two tight ends were the only ones that had three receptions and John Kelly had four. Other than that, the ball was spread around. I, I don't have the snap counts in front of me. I don't know how many routes or anything David Bell ran, but I, I just don't know what the opportunity was really like. Last yeah, night. and I guess too, it's like we were saying. I mean, they they basically the the coaches from the Browns did enough not to lose, and the coaches from the Jets did enough not to win. Right. right? <laughs> so you're you're coaching up these guys who don't play full seasons, uh, fourth and fifth, uh, some thirds. You know, they don't play together, and the short pass game is going to be called on upon a lot too. So. Mm-hmm. Is it indicative of what's going to happen this season? Maybe for Chubb, yeah. You know, for yeah. sure. I, I definitely agree with that. And I would think you want to move Najoku a little bit farther down, push it down the field. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, last night I feel like the second half was probably more indicative of the style of play. Obviously not 100%, but, you know, more similar to what you're going to see during the season because DTR, he looked like, you know, Deshaun Watson light. Yeah. Is that fair? Uh, That's super fair. So uh, if you guys don't know how it works at the Hall of Fame game, you got to take a shuttle back and forth between the Stark Fairground and there. And on that bus, we were on the bus when the slant was hit and the guys are showing the replays and everyone's like, this guy's Deshaun Watson, mm. you know, and I, they're, maybe their measurables aren't comparable, but their play style sure is. I yeah, think. exactly. The Based play on styles, that yep. small sample size, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's to me, you know, we, we knew that the Browns during the draft process, they met with, you know, a handful of quarterbacks, they're, they're looking for who's our backup. We need, because, you know, I was talking about this last night to somebody, you, you would hate to be a Super Bowl 
caliber team with a roster with the coaches and all the stuff like we believe the Browns are yeah. get to a certain point in the season where it's like, Hey, we got playoffs locked up. We're ready to go. And then an injury to one position can derail everything. Yeah. But if you've got that backup, even at the quarterback position, it's like, you know what? I mean, look at like the 49ers with Brock Purdy. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? Game. Yeah, yeah. The Eagle. Yeah. A few years ago with Foles, if you've got a capable enough backup, you can still get the job done. And I think that's why they, they, identified DTR in the draft process and they made sure that they used whatever capital they felt they had to, to go get him yep. and they got him. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't uh, hurt to have a, a rookie uh, backup that's getting the rookie minimum while you're paying your, your top dog right. $50 million. Right. Exactly. Okay. So I'm going to remind everybody about Omaha stakes real quick while I'm doing this. Start dropping some some topics in the chat that you guys want us to hit on here because we've got, you know, another, what, 15, 20 minutes here that we're going to be live and then we're going to wrap it up and head up to the Hall of Fame. But start dropping stuff in the comments. Omaha Steaks, everybody. If you guys haven't tried Omaha Steaks yet, please do. I keep telling people, they didn't reach out to us to, you know, establish a partnership with the show. I reached out to them because I've been eating Omaha Steaks for years and I just thought, I want to promote this to my audience because one, I know I can sell it. I know I can tell everybody how good this is because I believe in it. I have it stocked in my freezer and it's just, it, I've never had anything bad from there. They've been America's original butcher since 1917. And right now they want everybody to help celebrate their anniversary. 50% off site wide. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar and get all their exclusive anniversary packages. And as an added bonus for you guys, you're going to get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers, which are the best, and also eight free gourmet jumbo franks. So, you know, go out there, get their anniversary assortment package and get those eight free burgers and eight free jumbo, uh, jumbo franks. That package has four butchers cut filet mignons, four air chilled boneless chicken breasts, four bacon wrapped pork chops, also four gourmet jumbo franks because you're going to get 12 of those and the classic Omaha steak seasoning, which I love that stuff. So hurry up. They're not going to have this uh, offer available forever, but 50% off site wide use code dogs, DAWGS, get those eight burgers, get those eight jumbo franks. Just type in that code in the search bar and get ready to grill because tailgates are coming up. Football season is here and uh, you're going to want the best meats that you can possibly get. And that is Omaha steaks. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, let's see. Did we get anything in the chat? Tight end number 83 looks solid. Which one was number 83? (laughs) 83? I was having trouble last time. I'm like, ah, man, I wish I knew... Because a lot of these guys, it was either, oh, it was, um, was that Mitchell Payton? I'll tell you what. I think so. You don't think so? No, I think so. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Both those tight ends last night, Zaire, Mitchell Payton, and Thomas Greeny. First of all, Mitchell Payton, huge. Like, he looked like a David and Joku almost clone out there. So, to see him be able to catch the ball and and kind of make some plays with it was pretty impressive. And the other other kid, Greeny, too, looked good. So, I, I was definitely impressed with the tight end play. Well, I, I, here's one thing that I noticed. I think our rookies outplayed their rookies. Mm-hmm. I think our rookies also outplayed our last two years worth of rookies, just yeah. based on how they performed in in the moment of, you know, being live. And I, I know it is against fourth and fifth stringers, but they still looked better. Right? right. Well, I mean, you know, it's our fourth and fifth. It's their fourth. I mean, it's evenly matched competition. So it's still good to see somebody dominate somebody else. Um, Fatal Gnome says, uh, what did you think of Mitchell? He's talking about Cameron Mitchell, the Browns rookie corner. Uh, Caleb Biggers, he couldn't tell. Um, I do have a note. Let me see if I can find well, it here. Mitchell real quick did himself about, a favor with the INT. Like, yes. Right? Yeah. So I did make a note while I was watching the game. I said, you know, the backup DBs look nice. I like our depth there. I, I specifically said Biggers played well. I thought that he, yep. I mean, for being an undrafted rookie, looked pretty good. Mitchell had that nice pass breakup on third down, like you said, the pick. Or no, it, it was Bubba. Um, no, he uh, he fumble. Yes, fumble, and yep. then Bubba uh, Bolden. Was Bolden, the, yes, yeah, the interception at the end. Right now, they they could have. I think they dropped like three interceptions at the end. We got to make those happen a little bit faster, yes. you know. Yes, <laughs> it's like playing SWAT ball or something out yeah. there. You know, like just catch <laughs> the dang thing, get it, get it done. Yeah, and that's stuff that you know you would expect the starters, you know, in the season to be able to pull off. Um, 
I thought this was who said this. Um, do we think that Devonta Travis can Dewan Jones turn into a solid tackle? He's three hundred seventy five pounds. I think he's already pretty solid. Yeah, no, no doubt. Just no doubt. I, yeah. I do. I do. I think that he, I especially with Bill Callahan coaching this offensive line, I think a guy with that kind of size, and they were showing during the broadcast like his basketball highlights from college and stuff, and the kid can move. And you saw that on the field. He's not slow for 375 pounds. No, no he's just got to keep his weight under control. Here, here's what happened last night with all the guys that played offensive line. So out of 35 pass-blocking snaps, they only allowed, they allowed zero pressures. And then Wh- wow. Whipler himself, uh, he, he graded quite high, 80-plus uh, in the pass-blocking grade. That's so, phenomenal. Yeah. Now, I heard Zagura praise Sayaki Ika for his yes. run defense. Yep. I also heard Isaiah McGuire, remember that, our yeah. pick? Yeah. Uh, he was getting some pressures and didn't get home. And obviously, DTR, we've said enough about him, and then Cedric Tillman. So, oh, and then Cam Mitchell got the forced fumble. Yep. So who, who didn't do anything? Like it's That's true. Hard to say. That's what I'm saying. Like They really outplayed. So that's a good sign. I mean, it, it's really good. Um, you know, we, we re-signed Ethan Posick for a two-year deal this offseason, but it's good to see Luke Whipler because, you know, he's a little undersized for center. He fell in the draft. The Browns were able to, to steal him, basically. But, you know, some of these kids, it doesn't really matter about their physical limitations. You can see them overcome that with just their drive to be great. And it kind of goes back to that mental aspect of the game, but I think some of them have it. Some of them don't. Um and as far as Dewan Jones goes, the one thing that's kind of funny is I did notice when he's pass blocking, he gets his hands on on defenders' face masks a little more easily because yeah, he's, he's six tall. foot freaking yeah. eight. So he is going to have to watch that that doesn't end up getting called hands to the face or anything yeah. down the road. Yeah, that, that and that happens with guys that that size. Right? Yeah, I just I thought that was I was like, man, this guy is a. a Man among boys in terms of how big he is. Wouldn't you just love to see him like get into motion and just like smash somebody like uh, the guy from uh, San Fran did? In the- I bet you we end up using Dewan Jones in some sort of goal line packages, if he, jumbo sets, dude. If he can catch a football, like it'd be, or even just—I mean, just even pushing. You know, yeah. you know, if we want to do a QB sneak or just clearing a path for Chubb, whatever it is. I mean, good Play lord, fullback, yeah, yeah, put you him know, back like at fullback. Like Absolutely. A couple of notes that didn't really have anything to do with the you know, the play on the, the field, but uh, DTR and Cedric Tillman were actually teammates in high school. Yep. I didn't know that. Then DTR also was teammates with um, uh, Demetri Felton. Demetri Felton in college, right? Yes. Yep. And uh, you kind of saw some chemistry that, I mean, DTR threw his body into a block to spring Felton for his rushing touchdown, which again, you know, we knocked Baker a lot for that move, but again, Baker was a starter, him getting injured derailed the whole season. DTR doing that in the first hall of fame game. It's like, okay. Yeah. But it was cool. But if you get a touchdown on it, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Baker threw a pick, right? So, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll enough of that. But another thing about DTR that I thought was interesting on the broadcast, they showed pictures of, like, all his tattoos, and I didn't realize, like, it's not just on the arms. Like, he's got chest, back. Like, he's completely tatted up. Uh, they said that he has actually sketched all his tattoos himself. Yes. Yeah. I, I had no, like, it's his own, like, it, his body is his body art. Like, he does it. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I just happened to read that through at browns.com or I thought that was that, that was yeah. pretty cool um one note one note for a defender and I don't think I got this or even noticed this but it looked like Tony Fields had a pretty good game eventful productive evening run defend especially in the first half he notched three stops uh two which were for losses so then it goes again to what we were saying earlier if you get a if you get a tackle for a loss you probably got him down on the first attempt mm-hmm. right so these guys are sitting people down right away so it's good to hear that he's having a great game yeah, you know. Yeah, I that the defensive front was just very impressive. Yeah. I was impressed all night. Um, well, Ika, yeah. Ika looks nice out there. He does. Yeah, yeah he's gonna. Bre- I think he'll break the starting lineup. He's just a plug of a dude, and it's tough to move guys that are that big that have some strength. Yeah, and he reminds me back like like I was doing the throwback Thursday. He reminds me of Jerry Ball. You know. Mm-hmm back in the day with the Browns and we had him for about a full season, but he was a plug of a guy could run. He could push the pocket. So he's kind of like Delvin Tomlinson too. Um, but yeah, these guys can get after the passer enough. So the defensive ends can maybe clean up or vice versa and they stop the run. So that's a good thing to have. Yep. I, it was, I don't know guys. It was, it was a, uh, 
It was a really good start to the season. It was really encouraging. Like we said, it's we understand that these are all backups. A Hall of Fame game usually doesn't mean anything. But for Browns fans, it meant a lot because we got to see these guys that we've been talking about all offseason. The, the young guys, the rookies, the UDFAs that, you know, we, we're just speculating about for months and months and months now, just saying, well, we think this guy can do this or whatever. Well, last night we actually got to see them on the field. And for the most part, they, they came through. Yeah. And, and you know what? On, uh, on the flip side, just put a little extra joy in Joe Thomas's life. You yeah. Know, he's getting honored. <laughs> we, they won the game. The Browns won. Everybody's going to be happy. It's going to carry that happiness going to carry through the weekend. Let's just have a good time. Not that they did that. And it's on to the commanders. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So before the game last night, they, they put out the list of guys who were not dressing for the game. And I reposted that on Twitter Huge. for everybody. And the biggest thing for me right off the, the bat was I did not see Anthony Schwartz's name on that list. So I knew he was dressing and playing in the game, which mm-hmm. didn't surprise me because I knew he was on the bubble. Jalen Darden was on the list, a guy that, you know, we were thinking, well, maybe he can make the tail end of this roster. Maybe he can come in as a return guy. He didn't even dress for the Hall of Fame game. It means the Browns did not need to see no. a, anything with Jalen Darden in that game. So, I mean, if you take a look at what's coming out of training camp, who are the guys that are always going down the field wide open? Swartz did have one, but Jalen Darden's getting a ton of them, yep. right? And then um, Marquise was before the blood clots. And I'll, I'll touch on that. You have blood clots, you're not playing this year. I do not think that guy's you playing. You don't think it's a... No, I, I don't think he's playing. I, I'd be hard-pressed based on what I've heard mm-hmm. and just what I looked up on. Like, I, I know Facebook's not the medical doctor, <laughs> just saying, but I just wanted a timeline, and Facebook says three to six months. Okay. So if it's six months, because he's had numerous, and I think they're still happening, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good situation. So we got to find somebody that can stretch, and Jalen Darden would be one of them. But if it's not going to be him, get someone who's fast, like Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, 10 true. plays, five plays a game, whatever you want to do, just – Go straight, man. Catch the ball. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing with Schwartz. He's got some awesome, phenomenal Olympic straight line speed. Yeah. And his hands might as well not even be there. But yeah. Elijah Moore, I think Elijah Moore is going to be awesome this year. I, you see the, uh, the connection in uh, training camp between him and Deshaun Watson on and off the, the practice field. Last night for the Jim Brown um, memorial thing before the game you saw a bunch of the brown starters like the main leaders of the team were out there together and just the video clips i saw those guys i don't know if you saw them out there but the camaraderie like they you know they're hitting each other in the arm and they're you know they're dancing around together to the music and they're and they're talking and it just looks like the chemistry is there yeah i think that greenbrier thing was much needed i think every year we hear something like this about this time of year like oh we're getting along and then some weird stuff happens where it's like uh, they're at each other's throat or, you know, Mary Kay's famous. So she loves this stuff and loves post, posting it and reporting on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, and, and then halfway through the, the year, we're like, oh, we thought they were all best friends. We right. thought they were getting together. This seems a little bit more genuine and looks a little bit more long lasting. So hopefully this keeps up and translates into something because those teams in the 80s that won all the time with Bernie, those guys were sol- solid and they were tight. Yeah. And those dudes still hang out together now, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that, translates from this bunch who knows but that's a good thing for winning yeah absolutely uh reticulous says the only thing he's worried about is i can't see past that heart but it says depth that linebacker oh it must be kicker linebacker and dt so i'll address linebacker real fast i gave an honorable mention in my article this morning to tony fields six tackles right on four four solo tackles and a tackle for loss at the beginning of that game whenever he was in he was everywhere. I feel like really? he, he was getting out of the pile after every tackle. And, you know, because you see him get up and there's 42 and he's pumping his chest and he's, you oh, know, right, right. jacked up. And it's like Tony Fields is in on every single tackle. And it's good to see that from a guy, what was he, a fifth round pick a couple yeah. years ago? Well, and it's, f- it's funny when he got drafted. Did you think this? Like he got JOK and I'm like, oh, they took like a JOK. K like clone again yeah. just in case something doesn't go right with that and even that year it was Schwartz and you know they're not really the same but Demetric Felton but I was like if you watch their college highlights I'm like they're both gadgety type guys right, yeah. right? except just one's way faster than the other yeah you know yeah definitely and it just shows you what the Browns want to do at that linebacker position um, yeah. I'm not concerned personally about the linebacker depth because I I understand that AB and the Browns front office, this team just doesn't put a high value on linebacker. No, they don't. I don't think that they feel the need to go sign a, a high-profile guy, pay a lot of money to that position. 
they'd rather build up the defensive line. So if you're, you're concerned about depth, the defensive tackle, I think is still warranted. I think maybe you're, you're, there's a lot of question marks, right? Because we don't really know what we're getting out of branch. He's been injured for about uh, a year and a half or a bit. Like he's been very sporadic in the times they can play due to injury, right? And then even though we can go on and on about Ika and it's a great pick and you can't move him, we really don't know what he's going to do. Who's the other guy? Tristan Hill? Yeah. Do you know much about him? Because I sure don't. No, I know that he was with Dallas. I think there might have been another team between Dallas and us. Um, And is he a tweener? Like does he play tackle and defensive end? Because I wanted to look that up before I got on here. I I feel like he's more of just a a defensive and interior. Okay. Lineman. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's the case with Tristan Hill. I know Tommy Togiai had a couple plays last night where they, you know, they even spotlighted him on TV. It was like, okay, cool to see that. Um, and then Shelby Harris. Well, let's get, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week. Shelby Harris. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, but what do you got? Uh, I think they should go for him just with the unknowns and, and you know what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Togiai or some of these other guys where you're like, eh, maybe you could sneak him on the practice squad, but if they left, does it really matter? You yeah. know? And then I'm still not convinced about Jordan Elliott. You know, he gets, he's a start, he's going to be starting for us. And it's his third year. I know when we drafted him, I was excited because he has a very quick first step. And I think that's what the Browns still think is enticing about him. Mm-hmm. But other than knocking the Pittsburgh player or Pittsburgh place kicker out for yeah, a game, right. what has he done? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? But again, it, it goes back to the tight end defensive tackle comp, um, uh, like teaching those guys how to play and the longevity of getting that done maybe that's where they see that too. It's like, let's, let's give another kick of the can because Schwartz is in. Right. Yeah. So and maybe he can maximize that. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. Um, we'll just kind of wrap it up. Fatal gnome. Thank you again for another pledge. He says Brown's 15 and two. Now his prediction, number one seed in the super bowl versus the Eagles. Woo. Woo. Well, woo. man, uh, we'll take that, dude. I hope that happens. <laughs> Some people were asking me just because of, I was telling them I, you know, preside over the Ottawa Browns backers. I'm going to be hard pressed that anybody comes out of our division with more than 11 because yeah, we're going to beat the you. crap out of each other. Yep. And I think 10 and 7 can win this division. I think so too. I think, it, and even if it doesn't win the division, I think in the AFC just on itself because there's a lot of great, most of the great teams are in the AFC right now. So, Did you see the under over for all the teams in our, in our division? No. 9.5 across the board, I think. Really? Or not lower than that. Nobody in doubles? No. Okay. So it's like, if, if everybody's like saying 9.5, I was like, well, there's going to be 10 or it's going to be eight, right? Like it's yeah. going to be, or nine, like whatever, you know? So we'll see what happens through the year. But yeah, there, there, I've seen years like this in, in, in the old AFC Central where everybody was awesome. And it was in the late 80s again, the Browns did well. And it, it's just sometimes that way in some divisions. So yeah. hope, all we have to do is we got to beat the Steelers and the Ravens and sweep one of them. Yeah. And split the other. Yep, for sure. Fatal Gnome, I, he says, that's been my hot take since the draft. Sorry, not sorry. I, hey, man, listen, if, if you know, we're talking about this at the end of the season and we're looking back saying the Browns went 15-2, and two, with this roster, with this coaching staff, with everything that they've done with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Yeah. Now, obviously, for any team to go 15-2, everything pretty much for the season has to go right. Now, yeah. does that ever happen for Cleveland? Nope. Yeah. Could it? Sure. Anything's possible. So I wouldn't rule it out. I'm definitely not going to put any money on it. But Dude, I hope you're right. I I'm, would I'm, love I'm for that. I'm hoping you're right. But, um, you know, again, it was a Hall of Fame game. We understand we're not getting all super hyped up saying the Browns are, you know, have nothing to improve upon. Yep. But it was just everything that we saw was encouraging and, you know, insightful as to how things are being run. The the improvements like Jim Schwartz on the de- the, his impact on the defense showed last night. Yeah, they they were bought into that defense because yes. you could see it. Like again, we said it trickled all the way down. Hard tackles, getting after the passer. Wish we would got would have got home more. And then there was two turnovers near the end. Yeah, and that's what we want. Yeah, uh, Rick says we're going to go eleven and seven. Not sure where the extra game's coming from. <laughs> Just kidding. I know what you mean. <laughs> eleven and six, right? Mick uh, the. Mick, the dog, says Sika had a couple nice short yard run stuffs. Yes, there was a third and one specifically. I believe it was in the third quarter where he did. He stuffed the run up the middle, and it was like, man, last year, third and one like that. It would be five yards easy. Yeah, five yards easy. Falling down. We stopped him. Yeah. So thought that was pretty awesome. We're going to wrap this up. We're at, what, 348 now, almost 350. uh, if, If you're just now joining, you missed the top of the show. We're in suits and ties because we're going up to the gold jacket dinner tonight. 
at the Hall of Fame. Actually, it's a Canton Civic Center, but yeah, hopefully have some of those Joe Thomas beers with Joe Thomas. That would yeah, be fantastic. Be Hope awesome. you're listening, Joe. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a great, great event, great night. We're very excited to go up there. We're meeting Blake, Justin, John. Everybody's coming. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tomorrow we will be at the parade in the morning. We will be at enshrinement in the afternoon. So if you guys are at any of the events tomorrow and you see us, look say for hi, us. Man. Say hi, man. Yeah, say hi. Stop us. Talk to us. We're not going to ever be too busy to stop and talk to you guys. We want to meet you if you're out and about. Me and Kenny, again, will be at training camp yes, on, on Sunday. Hi. So say hi. I'm going to be wearing my dog's podcast shirt. So hopefully. I will be too. I'm going to be going sleeveless though. So oh, ooh, showing off for them the gun guns. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big shout out to Lance from uh, Fatheads. Thanks for uh, talking to me, buddy. Uh, Dayton, Ohio, and uh, split family. So Cincinnati Bengal oh, wife, no. yeah, Bengal <laughs> uh, Browns. Now he's he's really pushing the Browns on ever. So good stuff, man. Yep. All right. Well, if there's nothing else you want to throw out, real quick. No, that's good. Uh, it was it was just great victory Friday. Love it. Um, just a great way to kick off the 2023 season. Yeah, kick off this uh, Hall of Fame weekend, buddy. Have have a blast and celebrate this. Absolutely. It's going to be a while before yep. another one gets in. Enjoy jo- yourselves. Joel Batonio. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I've been saying on a lot of my solo episodes here recently, fan hard. If you're going to fan yeah. for this team, don't fan scared. You can no. have high expectations for the Absolutely. Browns this season. Now, if they fall short, hold them to that standard. Say, no, you fell short of my expectations because everything yep. you did this offseason says... I should have high expectations, so I'm going to. Yeah, you know what tells me that is the high p- ticket prices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to hold them accountable because you're paying more, you need to get more. Yep. But again, fan hard, don't fan scared, and don't let anybody tell you the Browns are garbage because this is a new team. This is a new era. Yep. And let's go. Let's just, let's just have a lot of fun this season. Let's go, Brownies. All right. So again, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Check us out on all the socials. Jointhedogs.com if you want to play fantasy football with us. Yes. Uh, just All you got to do is just sign up for Patreon and then just send us a message. Say, hey, I just joined. Interested in fantasy. You're in. Uh, we'll get you all the information after you send us a message. No big deal. Hang out uh, in the Discord. But we've only got a few weeks left to get in there and get signed up. Leagues are filling up. So get in now and let's play some fantasy this year. Yeah. So for everybody joining us today, appreciate it. Love you guys. Yeah, and thanks. we will talk to you next week. We'll bring you all the content that we're going to collect from this weekend and all the Hall of Fame stuff. It's yep. going to be a ton of fun. Right so, on. Until we talk to you guys again, go Browns. Go Brownies. Woo, 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 woo. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.